Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A happy Tuesday, North America. The mothership reconnects. Welcome to this four-hour sports salmonella outbreak live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City, heard on affiliates nationwide and north of the border, the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, and Sirius XM Sports Channel 158. From Anchorage to Atlanta, Eugene, Happy Valley, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo, we are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. And here we are again on this beautiful Tuesday morning with you all the way until 10 a.m. Eastern, and once again, Sad to announce that this is a radio-only radio show. Andrew Kaplan is off this week. DA is clearly off this week. So we're just doing a radio show for these four hours with me, Andrew Bogish. Once again, Kevin Wall is in charge. Ryan Botcher is to his left. And it is, as we spin the wheel of anchors, and we really did this morning, Peter Schwartz is in the building if you don't follow our good friend Greg Caserta, the asset TV star, on social media, you haven't seen this yet, uh, but sweet little Greg tweeted about a half an hour ago, oops, my bad, never did this before, was already in the car when I realized I'm not working today, I'm in tomorrow and Friday, not today and Thursday. So Greg was awake, showered, dressed, coming in. And then we got a little confused and worried that maybe also Schwartz would be confused. It would not be the first time that a scheduling snafu happened in these parts. So we were afraid that maybe Schwartz had his days flipped as well and we'd have no anchors. But then the door swung open and triumphantly Schwartz walked in, relieved we all are. So we are a full, mostly full happy family on this Trash Tuesday we will do our trashes next hour. We'll read yours all morning long at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogish. You may imagine, and it's safe to assume, that I have a lot of material after spending a week in a relatively small apartment with my wife, two children, and three grandparents. Three, My mom and dad, my mother-in-law. It was a lot on vacation last week. Some might say it wasn't a vacation. Uh, so we'll see what I can pick out of that cluster you know what for trash tuesday and again we'll do those next hour yours all morning long as usual it is a very very busy show not one but two sounds of saturdays today we'll tackle penn state with their radio voice steve jones and then the voice of the ducks oregon football in our crosshairs 
with the one and only Jerry Allen, those two gentlemen on the show in our final hour, 9 a.m. Eastern for Steve Jones, half an hour later for Jerry Allen. Uh, we have a small James Harden update as he continues to pout and stomp his feet and call people names in Philadelphia. Jonathan Taylor has permission to look for a new home. Can he find one? Who would want him? What will they pay for him? We'll discuss that this morning. John Angelos, the Orioles something, uh, one of Peter Angelos' sons, uh, is now the mouthpiece of the organization. Uh, said a few more things yesterday in the New York Times that do not help the cause whatsoever, both about the future of his very good baseball team and the way they handle the recent suspension of one of their announcers in Kevin Brown. Of course, we've got Stun to a News. We've got your epic fail in advanced analytics. We've got the Ravens losing a preseason game last night for the first time since September of 2015. 24 consecutive preseason wins, a streak that made no sense that I think proves almost nothing about anything football-related in Baltimore, but it ends last night in strangely thrilling preseason fashion in Washington, 29-28. Full details in Schwartz's updates uh, and a couple of times here this morning, both from the Baltimore perspective and the Washington one, in particular with Sam Howell debuting officially as QB1 for this season playing the first half and playing it fairly well last night for the Commanders. But we begin in college football. Trouble has been looming. At one point, we thought he'd be getting agreeing to a four-game suspension. That went off the board, and now Michigan self-imposing a shorter ban. But that's not the end of the trouble for Jim Harbaugh. It's where we begin. It's your cold open. As you probably already know, I'm mean, I, I not allowed to talk about any aspect of that ongoing um, situation and I'm with you. I mean, I'd love to lay it all out there. Um, nothing to be ashamed of. And, um, but, but now is not that time. And that's about all there is to say about that. Another twist in the Jim Harbaugh suspension story. The university of Michigan is now self-imposing a three game suspension on Harbaugh. This all stems back to recruiting violations during the pandemic. It appeared Harbaugh and the NCAA reached an agreement on a four game suspension then the NCAA Committee of Infractions denied that request. Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel releasing a statement on the suspension saying, quote, while the ongoing NCAA matter continues through the NCAA process, today's announcement is our way of addressing mistakes that our department has agreed to in attempt to further that process. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending... It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. The first voice you heard there, of course, was the aforementioned Jim Harbaugh. Then it was Thomas Cook on Fox 47 TV in Michigan sharing yesterday's uh, developments in this situation. Now, we've had a lot of fun on this show, on the network, everywhere, basically, with the idea that all of this trouble stems from Coach Harbaugh buying recruits cheeseburgers. Now, that's a fun punchline. I believe our boy Gelb actually ate a cheeseburger on the air during a show in support of his beloved Jim Harbaugh. But then I think maybe Gelb actually backed off of that support as we found out more and more about the situation. Well, the NCAA went as far as to say the cheeseburger jokes are funny, but they're not what's going on here. If you're new to the story, what's going on here is during COVID, when you weren't allowed to deal with recruits, talk to recruits, run into recruits, Michigan did that. They also had guys who were not coaches coaching in different workouts. And then they had Coach Harbaugh 
lying about some of those things to investigators, which is really what amplified all of this to the serious level where it is now. And I don't know, a month ago, within the last four or five weeks, we were very close apparently to a negotiated four-game suspension, and then the NCAA said, no, that's not good enough. Explain yourselves. So here we have Michigan yesterday. This is a Michigan punishment, self-imposing a three-game ban on Harbaugh to start the new season. He will miss games that I assume they will be okay without him for. East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. He also can work Sunday through Friday. He just can't do the games on Saturday. So he's not gone for three weeks. He's gone for three game days, the three weaker-ish games on their entire schedule. The hope here for Michigan is that this gives some credit or gets them some credit with the NCAA as the process continues. The suspension in some eyes might go to as long as six games. So here's three And the other three might be next year. So instead of one long ban, which would carry them into some tougher games this year, he misses three warm-up games this year, and then theoretically three warm-up games next year. No big deal. We'll be fine. But Michigan's trying to do this, or is doing it, trying to get ahead of the NCAA, take a little bit of steam off of their punishment, maybe just spread out what they're going to miss. There's no way the NCAA accepts this as case closed. I think there's universal agreement on that, is that this is not going to end the case. It might make the math a little bit better. It might make things a little more easier over two years, a little easier for Michigan to deal without Harbaugh and maybe never actually misses a game of importance where his influence on said game would would really be missed. In particular this year, again, with all due respect to East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green all going to Ann Arbor those are games that Jim Harbaugh's staff can high, can handle without him. I think the bigger concern here, though, is for Jim Harbaugh's future in terms of the NFL in Michigan. It feels a little Pete Carroll-ish, and Pete, who has turned himself into a tremendous NFL head coach at 71, is still out there recently throwing passes in practice, being all fun and cool and whatnot. The Seahawks were much better last year than anyone expected and are clearly the number two team in the NFC West right now behind those 49ers. But Pete ran away from NCAA trouble at USC. When the hammer was about to drop, he was like, I'm out. Went to the NFL, and it's been almost clear sailing since then. The NCAA is not going away with Harbaugh. The main scene in all of this is his. His mistake, and apparently repeated mistake, of lying to investigators or withholding the truth, however you want to frame it, made mediocre violations become major violations and put all of these things in play with the possibility, again, of six-game suspension when all things are said and done. But whoever is to blame for the situation, the situation exists where the NCAA is being the NCAA and is flexing muscles and puffing out his chest and being annoying and looking around and asking questions, demanding answers. And the fear, apparently, in some parts of Ann Arbor, because everybody knows that at some point Jim Harbaugh wants to be back in the NFL, that he wants to win a Super Bowl. I mean, we, we, we do this almost yearly, if not every six months before and after every season, where Jim says he's not leaving, but he takes interviews. Now I'm really not leaving. The NFL flirtation is real. It is never going to go away until he's back in the NFL. And if you're looking for reasons for him to bail on Ann Arbor, the NCAA looming 
with stronger punishments and looking at different things and breathing down his back and making him ask answer questions he doesn't want to answer. That certainly could grease the skids for him to pack up shop and head back to the NFL. So they are kind of tiptoeing around this situation in Ann Arbor because they don't want to in any way influence the immediate future. But the immediate future is Jim Harbaugh's in trouble because Jim Harbaugh messed up. And this three-game suspension with the opponents that it involves means almost nothing. And if he does the same thing next year to finish off things, it's not going to be that big of a deal either. But if you're afraid that he's living with one foot out the door and these problems keep cropping up and these annoyances keep staring him in the face, this is certainly not good news for you because there was enough pressure on him at first to beat Ohio State, to get over the hump, to get in the CFP. That has gone away. But now there's a new problem, a new thing on the horizon, a new thing on his shoulder that could absolutely influence his decision to move away from you and head back to the NFL and give that one more chance to win a Super Bowl. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Off and running on this Tuesday edition of the DA. Once again, it's bogus in for DA. He is off all this week. He returns on Monday. Pete Bellotti returns on Friday of this week. Cannot wait for that. But if you were wondering, uh, Pete remains Pete. Uh, Anger after anger after anger in his text messages yesterday amongst the group. It's a a strange thing. It's hilarious, but also simultaneously, I just need Pete to take a break sometimes. Uh, We were talking about things that shouldn't make him angry, and his immediate thing was angry, like, we sh- it was shared amongst the group, um, a a, uh, a a coupon, a code for savings on Sunday ticket. Because we've all been going back and forth as a group trying to figure out the way we're going to handle this, right? Because we all were, me, DA, Sean, we were all DirecTV subscribers. Me, just to be able to have access to Sunday ticket. So when they switched to YouTube TV and whatnot... We were trying to figure out what we're going to do. Are we going to go all in on YouTube TV? Do you just get the YouTube version? Do you try and just live off Red Zone and whatever they call it now, NFL Plus, where all the games archive, so you can go back and after the fact and watch the games that you, that you wanted, whatever it is. So we've, this has been a long-running conversation. And I think only Sean, or maybe he even didn't, no, I don't think any of us actually pounced on the initial like savings plan that they've been offering, but... Uh, this is a free a free pub, I guess. If you right now, for the next like three weeks, there's a deal. If you make a $5 bet through FanDuel, you can get 100 bucks off of any of the packages for Sunday Ticket at YouTube. So that gets sent into our group text yesterday. And I write back, oh, good, thanks. That's good. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to FanDuel. Peach response is, great. Now it only cost $800. Dude, you're on vacation. It's your kid's third birthday, apparently, yesterday. You should be in a good mood. You should be knee-deep in cake and kids running around and, and, and uh, you know, wrapping paper. That's the exact problem. No. He's, he's in wrapping paper and all no, that. No, 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 no. He should act- day. No, he should be, at the very, like, to be honest, he shouldn't be near his phone, right? It's, it's Timmy's birthday. Maybe the family's over. They're opening gifts. They're having cake. He should even, he should just miss the text altogether. But instead rapid fire like his phone's open in his hand writes back right away 
thanks for nothing. It's still here. Now, not, now it's not 800 bucks post-discount. It's still expensive. But everybody else was thankful for the tip, and this guy is yelling about it, how, how expensive it still is. And he, has, he doesn't need it. He's not going to buy it. It's because he's maybe a DraftKings user. Oh, you that's, think that's what it is? He can't destroy his uh, reputation with his other You think platforms. his non-compulsive gambling goes through DraftKings, yeah. and he's brand loyal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't appreciate FanDuel doing this. That's a good thought. I didn't have that, had that thought. But that, and he is a man of principles, the body. So I could see that being in play for him here. That he's mad at DraftKings for not giving him the deal. Because they're his boys. And they take all his money when he bets 75 cents. I lost my bet, by the way. My, I, I don't know why. Like, it's a $5 bet. It means nothing. But I spent like 20 minutes finding the right thing to bet my $5 on to get my $100 coupon for YouTube TV, for Sunday Ticket. It wasn't the Ravens money line, was it? No, but I settled on... Commander's money line plus the under. Ah. Uh, and I was half right. I think the line was only like 38. It if, was 37 and a half when I right. bet it. And it was, and I bet it in the first quarter. It was 7 3 or whatever, whatever that, whenever, whenever it was 7 3, that's when I bet it. And I'm like, nah, I think I'm going to be okay here. And I was only right about the Commander's winning. But whatever, it was only $5. But I, I took way too long to decide on a throwaway bet that made Pete super angry for no reason. I've got a thing that can make us all feel better. It's been too long since we heard one of our good friends in Soundcheck. It's not Jody Mack. It's not a Schwartz. It's somebody else that you know and you love dearly. The last time we heard him or her on the show, they were saying goodbye to Shawnee during that final week on the air earlier this summer. So you've got that. You've got some NFL sound. It's all in sound check, and it's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. 
And Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Let us begin soundcheck in the NFL. The Russell Wilson Renaissance Tour has been going on all summer long. Try to figure out why Russ was so bad last year. Maybe it was all Nathaniel Hackett's fault, as Sean Payton would like you to believe. But here's Russ saying last season's debacle, just part of his career, there are better days ahead. You go through a a journey, you know, and uh, you go through, you know, I want to play 20 plus years, you know. So when you go through that, there's going to be some tough moments. There's going to be some highs, which means the lows, a lot more highs than lows. Um, But I think knowing that uh, to weather storms, knowing how to, uh, you know, take everything and understand that, you know, gratitude and and love for this this game. It never changes. It never wavers um, on your best days or your toughest days knowing that the best days are ahead. And so I got great people around me, you know, in, in terms of teammates, uh, the coaching staff and Coach Payton and, and the rest of the staff has done a tremendous job of of, um, of uh, just teaching us every day. Uh, my love for the game is, uh, you know, it never wavers. Did he say anything in there? Or was it just fluffy words Whole and cliches? Nothing. I... Russ is not as bad as he was last year. I mean, the whole thing was a disaster. He had a hand in it, no doubt about that. So I think he'll be better than he can't be worse than last year. He'll so he'll be better than he was last year. How much better is the question? And I not much is my initial answer here because when other things get smoothed out, we still have a Russell Wilson who's not young anymore, is not is a little more prone to injuries now, has a little less ability to make up for other issues. And, you know, there's some nice talent on that Broncos roster, but they struggle to stay healthy. Javante Williams is coming back at running back, but Tim Patrick is hurt and gone again. You know, it was nice when he had DK Metcalf and Lockett and other guys in Seattle, and he's got to find those weapons here in Denver to make him max out who he is right now. Still an above-average quarterback, but he's getting you know, further down the list of that actual elite group. He will definitely be better on the field, but he's still going to be an annoying turd off the field yeah. with his press conferences. Yes. And then, he, again, look at the division that he's playing in. Sean Payton can only do so much when you're going up against Mahomes and Herbert. Yeah. Now, the Chargers, I think, will always help you out by being the Chargers and leaving the door open for some... Unless one day they decide to do some kind of seance, sacrifice some chickens or something like that in their in their locker room and get some of that bad kind of mojo away. But yes, the Chiefs are the problem. Russell Wilson's age is the problem. And overall, Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson is the problem. You're I mean Limited. Unlimited cliches, unlimited throwaway lines, unlimited bad diarrhea jokes. I mean silly cliches and mottos. Let's actually hope. Let's hope that they're okay. Because I actually think if they're good. There'll be slightly less material for him to be annoying. If he needs to defend what's going on and explain more struggles and have to find more philosophical ways to explain why things are not going well, that's a losing Russ is more annoying than a winning Russ. No doubt in my mind. So maybe we should hope for them to be at least like 10 and 7 to just spare us some Russell annoyance. Uh, the Broncos got eight and nine written all over them for the next couple of years. Uh, who had this on their bingo card? Bill Belichick went to a Taylor Swift show. Officially, I don't know about that, but 
I don't know what I mean, officially it seems like, is. Seems like <laughs> seems like Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah. What does that mean? Like you have a, a, a sweatshirt or something? <laughs> you can have a few. Yeah. yeah. You can Good sing, so, I think you can sing some of the lyrics. You know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, they were yeah. selling they were selling rainwater the the for seventy bucks a jar or something mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah. Well, look, I'm definitely on the. You got to calm down. <laughs> Okay, he's a Swifty. That's, that's pretty good. Like pretty you got to calm down. That's, One of our best. That's, uh, there's a lot of times when that's very appropriate. So he's not officially a Swifty, but he's making jokes with Taylor Swift song titles? He's like a grandpa that goes to one concert. He hears one song he kind of remembers because he wasn't paying attention for half the concert. And he's like, oh, I like that. And I'm going to try to be funny. And he says it every time he can, and it doesn't come off well. I actually don't know the um, the family dynamics of the Belichick clan. Like, does he have zero? Does he have six grandkids? I've got no idea. All I know is him and the son with the bad haircut, who has a job that he shouldn't have on the Patriots staff. We don't know anything about Bill Belichick's contract. We don't know anything about the family other than the son. I will. I will say this: um, mutual friends is not the correct. Uh, description, but people that I know that know him, he is a far more fun person in reality than he will ever let you understand as the coach of the Patriots. I mean, yeah, you saw him, um, what was it, in that that Celtic game during the playoff run? He's just in the suite like, eating a hot dog or something like right. that? Fun, funny, sarcastic, like there's a whole part of Bill Belcher that we're just not allowed to get, and that's fine. Him and Bon Jovi, you know, tight for 30 years Listen, now, pretty much. I understand why you bring up Bon Jovi here, but Bon Jovi's connection to the Patriots is the problem. Bon Jovi's a Jersey guy, and then now he's a front-running Patriot guy. Oh, I've, ma- I've made it well known. He's a fraud when it comes to his sports. That That's not allowed. But there's fun in Bill Belichick, so I'm not... But I didn't know there was Taylor Swift fun in Bill Belichick. And even, like, as a grandpa, like, is he really picking up enough... While he's driving the kids to daycare or where they're staying at his house for the weekend while mom and dad get a little time to themselves, is he really rocking out to Taylor Swift songs? You can't go an hour without hearing it, so I don't blame him. And there are some that have been like in movies and stuff that you don't realize necessarily that they're Taylor Swift songs and then you end up knowing them. So like, you're right. She is pretty much everywhere. And the, the scenes from this weekend where she was uh, at the Jersey Shore... And like people are swarming a restaurant. I mean, she was Chill only out, there for thirty minutes, and then next thing you know, the whole street was jam packed. Yeah, just because there was a word. Oh, Taylor Swift just walked in, walked into the restaurant. Imagine being in that restaurant, minding your own business. Taylor Swift walks in, you go, "Holy crap!" And you look out the window, and there's just people completely swarmed the building. I would be livid. I'd be scared. No, I, I would be so annoyed because. Number one, I hate traffic to yeah. begin with. And it's hard enough getting out of those places. Yeah. You know, I, we deal with the tourists enough here in New York City. <laughs> now you got to deal with that in LBI out of all places. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, as promised, it's been too long since we've heard this voice. I opened up the old uh, Instagram timeline yesterday. One of the first posts I saw was from MLS recapping a crazy game over the weekend involving... St. Louis City, City St. Louis. It's a new MLS expansion team, the radio voice of which is the one and only Joey Zanaboni. Six goals by his team. There's got to be some ridiculously amazing Zanaboni calls. I made a couple of calls, sent a few DMs. 
because Sean was the original Zanaboni whisperer. We need a new one on the show. I've made connections, and here is a montage of Joey's best work from St. Louis FC's 6-3 win over Atlanta United over the weekend. Oh, over wow. the top, flutters the ball to Ross Musalm in space, closing in on the top of the 18. He leaves it in the back post. Joey Keating, oh, it's swatted off the line by Stuber. <laughs> Recovered by Joey Keating. He flushes it home. Unbelievable. Bring a cattle prod to an Electronica concert. Let's get shocked! It's a chance forward here. Austin gets across it. Jordan Rodriguez juggles it to himself. Oh, oh a quick shot that Roman Murky gets a piece of and sends over the frame. That's, that's impossible. Roman Berkey sniffing things out like those airport dogs did with my uncle Gary's potato launcher. Blown, but Austin keeps it. Drop back to Driussi. Hot shot! And Roman Berkey flying through the air and knocking it up over the bar. Xing things out like he's participating in the Twitter rebrand. 65 seconds of Joey Zanaboni. Now I, I will say this. I don't I, I should follow up with Joey. There were six goals scored in this game. We only got one copyrighted Zanaboni call, which from a goal, which you just heard, cattle prod to an electronica concert. Let's get shocked. Now, I don't know if these were cut short, but Joey posted this. He posted the same audio. So he either left out those or he's not doing one for every single goal. And by the way, St. Louis SC versus Austin FC on Saturday. That was the matchup. Six goals. Heard a couple of saves in there as well. Sniffing things out like the airport dogs did with my uncle's potato launcher. I don't know where to begin. Schwartz is shaking his head. I don't know if it's in a good or bad way. I just... I don't know where they come from. It's it's like the Sterling home run calls. I want to be in the lab. I want to see the process. I want to watch either one of these evil geniuses workshop these calls. Like, how does he land on cattle prod, electronica concert, let's get shocked? I think he has a list. He makes a list, and he just has it like a spotter board, and it's in front of him. And so he when just it kinda... happens, and he, like, he reads, he goes, okay, I've used that one, goes to the next one. All right. But they're also topical, like the, the Twitter one to close out. He can, he can update the list. Yeah, the player made an X symbol with his hands, with his arms, so he went to contributing to the the Twitter rebrand. He's a mad scientist. And MLS radio will never be the same. MLS soccer has Messi. MLS radio, the home feed or the away feed through the Apple TV app has changed forever because of Joey Zanaboni. Can't look at Schwartz right now. Hey, Peter, how are you? I'm doing well, folks. How are you? It's good to see you. Good to be seen. Did you hear what is said at the top of the show about Caserta and you this morning? I did not hear that. So Caserta tweeted at like 5... Unless there's something. a way that I don't know of, of hearing the show in that other room, I can't. I didn't. Yeah, there is a way. Um, we're not going to tell you that we like it better that you don't hear. Okay. Uh, but Caserta thought he was working today. 
he was in his car yeah. when something went off in his head, checked the schedule, realized he's in tomorrow, Yeah, went back home. So we dealt with that. Then I had the thought, oh, my God, if he was confused, what if you were confused and you were not <laughs> even awake to come in now? He was going home. Could we have no anchor? And as I was literally finishing that thought, through the door you came triumphantly. Yeah, yeah. So Thanks to the Long Island Railroad. Extra happy to see you this morning. Very happy to be here. While you're wasn't he- so happy with those soccer calls, but okay. Do you want to start Trash Tuesday now? No, I probably have something else for later. I just okay didn't care for them. Okay. As to you can see own. by as you can see by my shaking of my head. I I've, I've had. I've probably been the slowest to come aboard the Zanaboni wagon here. I mean, Sean and DA had him basically replacing Joe Buck sometime mm-hmm. soon. Sean also presented these calls as the TV broadcasts, which they're not. So, like, Sean probably went too far forward. Yeah. And there are times where I just I don't get the references. I don't get the lines. Maybe it's a little too too loud for my liking. But now I've come. But now I've seen the light. I'm now sure I'm he's in. a. I'm sure he's a nice fellow. Um, that we can't figure that out either. He was here I, one day, and we yeah. we couldn't get a read off him. I just I just think that and, and so you you lumped him together with John Sterling, and I know John Sterling is not everybody's cup of tea. But at least like when like when John does one of these home run calls, at least his line is relative to the person who hit the home run. So I'll go back to Bernie Williams, like when Bernie burn baby burn. Sure. So at least, was that so the I, first one? That was the first that was, one. Right? That was the first one. So like, so when he comes up with those things, at least it's like relative to the person, you know, a Stantonian blast, whatever, yeah. you know, uh, you know, all rise, whatever. But like, I, I, I don't get the, I don't get what he did there. Like, listen, everybody gets a little exuberant with a play by play call when I did the Dragons Arena football games. I would say fire breathing touchdown. Okay, but at least it's relative to what you're talking about. Like I, I don't get the throwing in of the the pop culture things when it's not relative to the person who scored the goal. It's possible, Schwartz, um, as the two oldest guys in this room, that we're just not the target audience. Yeah, I just don't get it. It's on the table that this is not for us. It's for a younger crew. It's for for the walls and botches of the world. Because Ryan's smiling ear to ear. Oh, that's great. I loved it. Yeah, see? But he's Now, he's also wearing a Bruce Springsteen t-shirt today, so not check that off the list. So this guy, he knows everything. Current day, yeah. past. He might know some future things that are coming. He's going to, you know, garages to watch, listen to bands, their earliest stages. A he knows, man for all seasons. He knows what's going on. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. All right, you can do headlines now if you want. This report sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Let's start in San Diego and a grand night for the Padres. Now the pitch, and Kim swings, hits it in the air, deep to left. Gaylock cruises back, looks up, going to go! Grand slam, ha Song Kim! And a 5 nothing Padre lead in the second. That was Jesse Agler with a normal play-by-play call on Padres Radio, and the Padres go on to beat the Marlins 6-2. to Now to Houston, where the Astros beat the Red Sox 9-4. Chaz McCormick homer twice 
and drove in four runs. The Astros bounced back from getting swept by the Mariners over the weekend. Yeah, we needed that big time. Um, you know, we had a tough weekend, obviously, um, but to come out, put some runs on the board. Javier pitched well. Our bullpen always pitches well. Um, it was a good W, you know. I hope we keep the momentum going for this homestand. The Astros with a half-game lead over Seattle in the AL West, and the Mariners just keep on winning. Here's the pitch to Cal, swinging a drive. Deep to right field again, and goodbye baseball. The big dumper does it again. Cal Raleigh with his second home run of the ball game. Way out of here to right field to the top row. The bleachers in right. Rick Riz on Mariners Radio. Cal Raleigh homered twice, drove in six runs. The Mariners win their seventh straight, beat the White Sox 14-2. Did he call him the Big Dumper? The Big That's Dumper. That's his nickname. That's his nickname. It's a great nickname. Should I have known this by now? I think so. You've never played highlights of Cal Raleigh home runs before? I, I definitely have, but I don't think they've ever included the big dumper because on this show you'd think we would have adopted Cal Raleigh by now. <laughs> the big dumper? Yes. I mean, we have drops of, look at that. I mean, like, come on. We've got, how have we missed this so far? Shame on all of us. Bilotti never caught that either? I, Bilotti catches almost nothing. I'm just surprised that it's never come really up in a highlight. Really is Trash Tuesday. Yeah. It's just, if it's Bilotti, it's a day. It's a trash day. man. Exactly. The Mariners are 32-13 and 13 since July 1st. Other games yesterday, you had the Diamondbacks over the Rangers 4-3-11. and 11. The Reds' Angels postponed because of Tropical Storm Hillary. They'll play a doubleheader on Wednesday. The Mets beat the Braves 10-4. You had the Phillies over the Giants 10-4 in a game that featured an inside-the-park home run from Bryce Harper. Now to the NFL, and one of the most intriguing yet meaningless streaks has come to an end. Snap is good. Kick is on the way. It is long enough, and it is good. And with nine seconds remaining, the Ravens' preseason win streak is in danger. And it is over. Bram Weinstein on Commander's Radio, and the Commanders beat the Ravens 29-28, ending Baltimore's 24-game preseason winning streak you heard Joey Sly hit the game-winning 49-yard field goal with nine seconds left. People have debated for a long time the the meaning of yeah. NFL preseason games, and really, for the most part, anybody that follows the NFL knows, for the most part, the results of the games are meaningless. But there are there are parts of the game that have some meaning, and that's where Ravens head coach John Harbaugh puts the streak into perspective. You're proud of it, of course. You know you, you appreciate it, but the thing that you're proud of is all those games are mostly just like that. You know, preseason games that people want to write, write about, some of you in here want to write about and say they don't mean anything because you never played the game. You never were out there in a preseason game. You never were fighting for a spot on the team. And yet you have the audacity to say that the effort that somebody puts into that to win and fight and win a game like that is meaningless. Now, Harbaugh is, is right in a certain way. For a lot of those players, the game is is everything to them because they're fighting for – not necessarily a roster spot on that team, but if they get cut, they hope that film gets them a job somewhere else. I have a, a friend of mine who uh, who played football and was in training camp with the Jets one one summer and got cut but got the jersey, kept the jersey and the helmet. And that means the world to him that he played in an NFL preseason game. And I think in the defense of people who say the games are meaningless, I think most of us understand all the things that Coach Harbaugh thinks we don't understand. Like, we right. know that there are people, that's the only NFL experience they're going to get, that there are jobs being decided. But I, I think where the meaningless thing comes out of it is 
Like no one's no one remembers preseason results. That you just don't. Like they those things that stuff doesn't matter. The streak really for the Ravens didn't matter. It doesn't accomplish anything, right. it doesn't get them anything. And the danger of these games out at least in my mind, it outweighs right. the positives where right. that you know, if you're not gonna play your real guys in these games, then how meaningful actually are they? The, you know, like Lamar Jackson doesn't play. You can't then say that game is meaningful the, and be mad when we say when it's not. The game result is meaningless. It's it's certain things within the game that that carry. Yes. So I mean, I could tell you in 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 my whole life of watching the Jets, I could tell you the Jets' preseason record only one year, and it was 1990, and they were five and zero, and went four and twelve in the regular season. <laughs> That's all I can remember. Yeah. Oh, the Jets five and zero. We have a great season. I mean, that see, that's where it means nothing, right? And I think John Harbaugh probably took it a little bit too much because when someone says, "Well, it's a meaningless game," it's meaningless in terms of who won and who lost, right? And you probably, to my point, you probably remembered. Didn't Chad Pennington get hurt in a preseason he did game against the Brandon Giants? Short, right? <laughs> Zach Wilson did. Like those are the things you remember. Right. Is and the bad stuff that happens in preseason games? In a jet, it seems like it's always a Jet Giant game. But yeah. right, Jason Seahorn got hurt on a punt return, that's a right. kickoff return. In a in a Jet Giant preseason game, yeah. so you know I, I I get what he's saying, but you know there are there are some things that you have to take out of these games. So let me just quickly: College football, Michigan self imposes a three game suspension for head coach Jim Harbaugh to begin the twenty twenty three season. All right, Schwartz, thanks so much again. Trash Tuesday's next hour. Schwartz, he flirted with one already this hour. Get yours <laughs> in at CBS Sports Radio. Gotta jump on that at Andrew Bogish. Uh, when we come back, a quick pseudo update on an unhappy James Harden in Philadelphia. That's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's a trash Tuesday here on the Dob. Bogus in for DA for the rest of the week. Get those trashes in at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogus. Another reminder that we are radio only this week. Kaplan is off as well. We are basically back to normal on Monday for a couple of days, and then we disperse again in and around Labor Day weekend. But, um... Somebody will always be here to entertain you for these four hours. This morning on the show, a double dose of sounds of Saturday. Steve Jones of Penn State, Jerry Allen, Oregon, almost back-to-back in our final hour. And again, Trash Tuesday, our trash is coming next week. A quick thought on James Harden as the Harden turns, as it might be in Philadelphia. The athletic tacking on to this drama yesterday kind of being the second outlet to tell us that the Harden story to NBA investigators is that he called Daryl Morey a liar because Daryl Morey had promised to trade him quickly after Harden opted into his $36 million extension for this year. He didn't call him a liar because Morey reneged on this illegal promise a year ago of Harden taking a lesser deal leaving some money for other moves with the promise of him being rewarded with a huge multi-year extension this summer. That's according to Harden, not why Daryl Morey's a liar. It's just that he said he would trade him three weeks ago quickly, and that hasn't happened yet. And that, by the way, is not an NC an NBA violation. The problem with Harden's story is, I don't know how he would define the word quickly, but... If he wants a quick trade, you can't say, I only want to go to one team. Harden told the Sixers, I want to go to the Clippers. You, that's not going to go quickly. What would go quickly is if 
you had all of these suitors and you didn't have any ramifications or parameters on the trade, you could just be traded. That would make Daryl Morey's job easier. But when you, A, are also just James Harden and you seem to be perpetually unhappy and maybe as good as he is, the reason why his teams don't win in the end, you're somewhat damaged goods. And you go, I'm only going to one place. And apparently you were, you know, t- you've been telling teams, don't bother, just like Damian Lillard, don't bother. It's the Clippers or bust for me. It's Miami or bust for me. You can't limit options and then be mad when somebody doesn't get the job done as quickly as you want. And I would argue too, you just can't be, you can't behave the way James Harden behaves, period. The act is up. And I wouldn't want him in Philly. I'd want to get rid of him quickly, but the problem is who's going to take him quickly because of all the things that we just discussed. Speaking of trades and unhappiness, Jonathan Taylor and Indy, a big step towards divorce yesterday. That's what's hour two, the DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.